Uh, this uh, this person moved to Jerusalem, looks like, because he wanted to be able to study Torah in a relaxed way. He thought that in Yerushalayim he'll be able to devote his life, and then he's having all these obstacles in his ways. He's writing to the Rebbe, you know, that it's not really the plan, didn't work out as he hoped to, and the Rebbe says, look, you know, Torah, you have to put in effort to learn Torah. It doesn't just mean, effort doesn't just mean, you know, you have to think very deeply or you have to learn diligently. Effort means that you got to get rid of external distractions. There's always going to be distractions. So, basically, the Rebbe is telling him, don't be so worried that you still got to, that you have distractions because that's the way you learn Torah. Let's see inside. Baruch Hashem, this is letter number 3297. Baruch Hashem, the 23rd day of Shvat Tavshin Tezvah, Brooklyn Shalom Avracham. So the Rebbe writes, the Rebbe writes, I did receive your letter in which you write, although very briefly, Rebbe also says the Rebbe would like him to write it more extensively, but you write very briefly that you came, you know, peacefully, and that there is order, there is peace in your home, in your family but the Rebbe says I'm not sure whether there was problems before, why the Rebbe is mentioning this but the Rebbe says I'm happy to hear about that, but I am surprised surprised that you do not mention if you had settled in the work in the yeshiva based on what you had talked to me before you traveled, I guess he said to the Rebbe that he was going to take employment or he's going to work at the yeshiva, but he never informed the Rebbe about whatever happened. And the Rebbe says, for sure, you're going to fill it in in the coming opportunity. And this that you write, the Rebbe says, that from the time that you had in mind, that it entered your mind that you want to settle in Yerushalayim, Tibona V'sikoinen, wanted to settle in Yerushalayim, and you should be able to dedicate more of your time to the service of Hashem. But every time there are distractions, there are other, there's problems, things that prevent, you don't have that uh, opportunity, what you were looking for. So the Rebbe says, somebody like you for sure, it's known. This has been the style from all the time. From It's always been that way. That it says that the words of Torah are acquired through effort. And we see this. Our sages tell us, if you hadn't put in any effort and you were successful, you found, don't believe. In other words, Torah must come in through hard work. You don't just get it. It's not just going to fall in, in place. Now, normally people put in, mean that effort means to work hard and figuring out what it is. But the Rebbe says, effort means not only understanding and grasping the idea, the matter, but also you have to put an effort to remove 
all kinds of distractions from the external to push away all the external. You know, the Rebbe doesn't bring this down, uh, but we learned it in the Pirkei Avos. It says, Al-Tomar Lik Eshne. Don't say when I will have time, I will learn. You may not have, you may never have the time. So, don't push off your learning for when you have time. <laughs> You're basically distractions will always be there. You have to put in hard work to get rid of the distraction, not despite the distraction, to devote the time so that you can spend the time learning Torah. And the Rebbe says, uh, that's why we understand another thing that seems a little bit surprising. You know, one is supposed to learn Torah, uh, whether you're poor or whether you're rich. Uh, Sometimes people who are poor don't study Torah because they say they have to go make a living, so they don't have time to learn Torah, so uh, they're, they're poor. Uh, sometimes uh, people uh, don't learn Torah uh, because they're wealthy, uh, so they're too busy you know, with the business. Uh, they don't have time for Torah. So the Mishnah says like this, uh, the Mishnah says that uh, if you study Torah and observe the Torah, even while you're pressed when you're poor, or, uh, and then it says, so the Ebrister is going to make it wide for you eventually. But then it says on the other side, what happens if you waste time because you're wealthy, because you don't have time for Torah? then you're going to waste time for Torah even without being wealthy. That's what the Mishnah says. But why does the Mishnah also not talk about the other side? That if you are going to fulfill the Torah even while you're wealthy, then you're going to be fulfilling the Torah later on. Why are we, uh, why are we only saying fulfilling Torah while we're giving you the good outcome if you fulfill Torah when you are poor and we tell you the negative if you waste Torah out of Western. Why don't we say, if you fulfill Torah while you're wealthy, uh, what's going to bring to you? I mean, it doesn't say if you waste uh, Torah when you're poor because that's not always something which will bring a negative result. Um, you know, the Gemara, I mean, it, it needs to be explained a little bit better than I'm explaining it. And the Gemara, it actually says that Hillel, the, the sage Hillel, he would make guilty uh, the poor people. What does it mean, make guilty? Hillel was a very poor man. You know, the, there's a famous story that Hillel almost died because he didn't have money to pay the, in order to get into the base medrash, to get into the study hall, he had to pay something, he couldn't afford to pay. So he went on the roof, and he was listening in, uh, 
and the snow covered it. He almost died up there until the sages and they let him in. They didn't realize they realized he was a great uh, tzaddik and a sage and he was thirsting for words of Torah. But uh, the Gemara says that Hillel will say that if anybody comes up in the heavenly court and say, well, I couldn't study Torah because I was poor. So Hillel is going to make them guilty because they're going to say to him, are you poorer than Hillel? Hillel studied Torah even though he was poor. So the Rebbe says, the Mishnah is not going to say, oh, if you waste Torah because you're poor, then you're going to get punished. No, because that's a special level. If you waste Torah because you're poor, it's excusable. You don't get a punishment for that. It could be excused. Only somebody like Hillel, he went the extra. He, a person who doesn't have the time and has to earn his living, he's not going to uh, be, there's no result. So that's why when it, the, it, it, it talks about uh, wasting Torah, it only talks you waste Torah when you have the means and you're not learning Torah. That's going to be punishable. It doesn't say that you're going to waste Torah because of when you're poor, because that's not. But it, the opposite, it says, but if you study Torah when you're poor, you get rewarded. But why doesn't it say that when you study Torah when you're wealthy? Because you can't, if you're trying to really, actually, the Rebbe quotes further from the Mishnah, Torah has to come to struggles, in other words, to really dedication. And that's why the Mishnah says, what's the path of Torah? It says in the Perkyovas also, you eat bread with salt, meaning you don't eat, you don't have any luxuries. If you are into the study of Torah, you satisfied with a little bit. And also there's another Mishnah says, you have to be very careful with the children of the poor people, because they are the one that are going to be the great scholars. Why? Because the, the, the poor people's children, they are not pleasuring themselves, and they're not eating the ice cream all the time. They are, they be careful, because they are the ones that are devoted to their studies, and they are the ones, that's all from the mission over there. And Torah can be acquired by diminishing of all the pleasures. In other words, you can't want to have all the worldly pleasure and at the same time, you know, sit and study. That's not the way to start with. After, first you have to start to dedicate yourself to the Torah, notwithstanding the distractions, notwithstanding not trying to gain pleasures and to thus to like when you merit that God succeeds you that after you stand the test for a certain time after in the beginning you struggle and you stand by the test you still keep on you study Torah you're not looking for luxury uh, so then in the beginning when there is blockages and things that prevent and you don't pay attention and you keep on learning Torah then all these distractions, things that hold back, they start becoming less until they go away totally. Especially, so basically the Rebbe says, 
you got to be devoted, dedicated to Torah. You got to accept. And today you have people that dedicate their life to Torah. They have very little physical. They just studying Torah. That's their uh, that's their goal in life. And the Rebbe says, especially when you learn the soul of Torah, you learn Torah, the soul, which is called in the Zohar the Eitz Hachaim, the tree of life. Um, so then, without, in other words, there is no mixture. You're just learning in there the pure knowledge about Hashem. Look in the Zohar over there. Okay, so basically the Rebbe says to him, he's complaining that he went there to Israel, he wanted to have learning and peace, no distractions. No, and the Rebbe says that's not <laughs> that's not the way to learn Torah. To learn Torah, you gotta struggle, you gotta get rid of those distractions. You can't expect devote yourself to Torah, and then eventually it will go away. The Rebbe says, I'm hopeful that you remember from time to time that which we had spoken about the necessity of learning this study of the soul of Torah, which is the inner part of Torah, and you actually fulfill it, and you do it. Now, how do you do Torah study? Torah study is speech. You speak it. How do you do it? You do mitzvahs. How do you do Torah? But the Rebbe quotes from the uh, halacha that the movement of the lips also can be considered to be an act, maybe a small act, uh, but it's still an act. And that actually brings you to a lot of action later on, the study of the inesoteric part of Torah. The Rebbe blesses him and he says, I look forward to hearing good news. And the, Rebbe, uh, the Rebbe wanted, uh, you know, uh, first of all, that he settled in the yeshiva. Apparently he was a, uh, a rabbi, a teacher, and, uh, and um, the Rebbe says that um, don't be um, disappointed that there is uh, distractions because that's actually, eventually things will get easier Stand by the test and things will get easier.